Siren. Episode 5. Before. Saren. Psst. Saren. Saren. What? Saren, it's me, Audwin. Audwin, what are you doing? I have to be quick. If anyone finds me here, they'll lock me up for who knows how long. But, but why are you here? I couldn't let you go without saying goodbye. But I already said. I overheard some people talking in the market this morning about how they were sending you away. I had no idea. I, I didn't even know they'd brought you back. Oh, Maudwin, I wasn't allowed. Only that, that video that I had to record for everyone. I've let you down. I've let everyone down. You haven't. I'm not angry with you, Sarah, and I just... It was just a shock hearing them talk about you like that. I'm, I wanted to say goodbye. I'll, I'll miss you so much. You have your own life, Ord, your own family. Please don't be sad because of me. You need to get on with your life. Raise your children to be part of the community. They're lucky to have you. I can't just... I can't... I can't just... You've always been like a sister to me, Sarah, and I... I still can't believe things have ended up this way. I, I'm so sorry. It's not your fault, Audwin. Please, please realise that. I don't want you to think that you had anything to do with this. It's completely my fault. I should have done more. I should have done things differently. I should have... I don't even know anymore. But it doesn't have anything to do with you. Please remember that. You've been such a good friend to me, Aldwin. I wasn't worthy of such a good friend like you. You deserve to be happy and to have a wonderful life. You deserve a wonderful life too, Saren. I have to go before they catch me. If anyone can do this, it's you. Good luck. Thank you. I still don't understand how he managed to find me. I knew he had friends high up in the community, but I have no idea how he managed to pull all that together. I really hope nobody saw him. I was so hidden away from everyone. I knew that nobody had been told that I'd returned to the community because the High Council didn't want anyone meddling with my training or, even worse, trying to help me escape. It was all so secretive. I'd been taken away in a transport to the clean-up camp before dawn and, and I was returned back to my community in the middle of the night, all that so nobody would see me. I felt like such a failure. I didn't want anyone to find me or to even know that I'd returned home. Because of my own fault, my own bad decisions or choices or bad luck or whatever it was, I had to leave everyone's lives. 
and didn't want to inflict even more pain on them than I already had. And I knew that because people talk so much and that any news within the community always spread like wildfire, that it was very likely that news about me becoming a colonist would somehow get out before I'd actually gone. Honestly, I was surprised that it took so long for word to get out in the end. All sorts of whispers circulate in all parts of the community. All it would have taken was for one person who was involved in my training or in looking after me to slip up, maybe after too much drink one night, and then every person in the community would know eventually. But I still stupidly hope that by the time anyone I knew had heard that I was to be sent away as a colonist, I'd already be gone. Far away among the stars somewhere. The official announcement would go out. A chosen one, sent to expand our communities on some distant planet. <laughs> Poor Aldwin. I never meant to hurt him. And it wasn't like he could have done anything to stop this either. He knew that he couldn't have helped me to escape. Where would I have gone? I couldn't have stayed in my own community. By then, everyone knew I was due to leave Lux. I couldn't just return and pretend that nothing had happened. I would have been locked up the second someone recognised me. I couldn't move to another community either. The High Council would put out a warrant for my arrest once they'd realised I was gone. There was nowhere left on Lux for me to go. I knew that. And he knew that. He was the only true friend I had left in the community by the end. Everyone else had distanced themselves from me. Nobody wanted to be seen socialising with someone who was single now, did they? It reflected badly on them, didn't it? <laughs> even if they didn't feel guilty about it, other people would whisper about it or even ask them directly... Why hadn't they helped? Didn't they feel guilty about socialising with someone who wasn't contributing to Lux's future? Someone who was going directly against everything we'd been told by the Planet's High Council and our own community's council? I'm sure people asked Aldwin about it too. Plenty of times over the years, I imagine, but he never mentioned it. Not even once. But I know what people are like. I'm sure they tried to make him feel guilty too. But it was never his fault. I really hope he realises that. My circle of friends grew smaller and smaller over the years until Audwin was the only person left who really treated me with any kind of genuine kindness. I was still part of the community. Until I was sent away on the clean-up mission, I still lived with everyone else. I had a room in the living quarters, a job. I went to the market, but by the end I felt like an outsider. Most of the time it was like I was completely invisible. People treated me like I didn't exist. People I'd gone to school with or studied at the facility with would completely blank me if they saw me in public, even if I smiled at them or greeted them. Sometimes people would ask me in angry whispers why I wasn't ashamed of myself. 
Baldwin was never like that. And I still don't understand why. <sighs> That's the thing. The High Council put so much importance on everyone helping out each other, of us all living together like one unit and all helping each other to improve our communities and Lux as a whole, but by the end, everyone was treating me like I was an outsider. Like someone they were afraid of. As time went by, I got more and more reluctant to leave my living quarters. I was ashamed of myself that I hadn't managed to find a partner. I didn't want people to see me. I didn't want them to know that I'd let everyone down. And of course, being treated that way only made me feel worse about myself. The more I think about it now, the more I think that it's funny that people's opinions of me made my situation worse. If they had been kinder, more understanding, I would have spent more time socialising and not have been so afraid to leave my room because of everyone's judgments. If everyone had been like how Aldwin had always been to me, then maybe things would have been different. I still can't believe I'll never see him again. That I'll never see anyone ever again. Even when I was part of the clean-up mission, I still thought that there was a small chance, a tiny chance. <coughs> Pearl? Pearl? Can you hear me? Pearl? <sighs> One good thing about having an ancient AI, it means more problems. That actually works out in my favour in this situation. Though she never would have gone into a deep debugging cycle during the day. Far too risky, obviously. At least. <laughs> I think it's still in the middle of the night. There's obviously no way of telling when you're hurtling through space. I should probably try to go back to sleep. I don't really want to dwell on this any longer than I have to. I have plenty of time during the day when Pearl's online to talk about everything. I'm sorry, Aldwin. I really am. Seren is written and produced by Neris Howal, who is also the voice of Seren. Aldwin is played by Headley Knights, who has also provided advice on the sound design of the show. Our theme is Rumination by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.org. Details of the sound effects used in this episode can be found in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram and Facebook at SirenPod and get in touch with us by email at SirenPodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on your favourite podcatcher. We'd like to recommend another fiction podcast that we think you'll like. Copperheart is set in an alternate 2015. A nuclear winter is ravaging the Earth. The civilians, military and scientists living in the underground bunker at GL51 will soon have much more to deal with than just the radiation outside. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>